Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 64th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we are here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have some quick news. We'll hang out in the Visitor Center with Michael Pierce from the Jurassic World 3D Project, and we'll play you some of the final audio from our Mattel video project. So without wasting any time, let's get this show started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. I thought we had been right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. Greenlight Collectibles is putting out a replica 164th scale 1993 Jeep this November. The gray and red Jeep they're producing looks to have a price tag of $599, but the unique part about this Jeep is that there's no Jurassic Park logo included on the Jeep. Obviously this is a licensing issue, but they're getting around it by releasing the Jeep without the logo. Everybody knows that color combination on a Jeep means one thing, so maybe we'll just have to throw our own stickers on the side. The concept looks great, I'll include a link to Greenlight's Facebook page in our show notes. Thank the Baptiste for the heads up. We also wanted to wish a happy birthday to Bob Peck, Robert Muldoon. He would have been 71 years old if he were alive today. Also, happy birthday to Michael Jeter and Peter Stormar, Udeski and Dieter Stark, respectively. Of course, this week cannot slip by without recognizing the anniversary of the death of Sir Richard Attenborough. We lost him August 24th, 2014, and it's been two years, but his spirit certainly lives on in these films. My work, my work lies where I left it. If there was anyone brave enough and clever enough to take it and return the keys to time, perhaps the foundation of a new empire. Come on, son, get us out of here. Let's open up the doors to the Visitor Center, where we talk about the current state of the Jurassic World 3D project with creator Michael Pierce. You've all probably heard about the Jurassic World 3D project as it's something we've played ads for here on the show and I've done a few commentaries uh, for their monthly updates. But this week we bring you a bit of sad news as it seems like the project is shutting down. So I've brought on creator of the project, Michael Pierce, to discuss the final days and what lies in store. So uh, Michael, I'm sure you've seen some better days. Uh, How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) It's going good. Hi. How are you? I'm good, yeah. 
I'm, I'm definitely uh, upset to see this thing uh, going away because from my experience, this was a really, really cool project and I loved all the work and you know everything you put into it. So, uh, so why don't you, I guess, just kind of remind everybody about the project and the updates and uh, what you've done. Yeah, so Jurassic World 3D Project is kind of a project we started about a year and two months ago um, and it was kind of done, you know, by fans of you know the community of Jurassic World and Jurassic Park for the fans and mm. we just decided to recreate the entire park from Jurassic World and the entire island for people to explore in a 3D model and uh, we released it on the 1st of March for the first time and then every month since then we released an updated version so on the 1st of April released uh, 0.2 which added things like the visitor center ruins and new lighting systems and the park announcers and whatnot and then on the 1st of June we released uh, version 0.3 which we added the uh, new Velociraptor Blue and the Gyrosphere with the first person rides and then we were planning to release 0.4 um, on the 1st of April, but that didn't quite happen. And today we've announced that, well, a few days ago we've announced that we kind of want to just kind of let go of the project for now and we'll discuss more about where it could lead to in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I could see, um, you know, all the updates and everything you put out there. It was all really exciting stuff. And, uh, I, you know, I got the chance to participate in it and, and go in there and, and, you know, fool around with the 3D project itself. I had a really good time in there. And I know a lot of other people did. I've seen a lot of uh, love and admiration for the project over the past year or so. Um, I know there's been a lot of amazing comments and everybody sharing the project and, and all the updates. So I thought that was really great to see. Um, what was the feedback like on your end? Oh yeah, no, it was outstanding. Like, we, especially me, like, I'm constantly surprised by how many people in the Jurassic community are like so amazing and supportive of so many different fan projects, and people just love Jurassic World 3D Project. Like, I know there's so many people I've met on, you know, Twitter and Reddit and all those type of places mm -hmm. that I, I've actually gained a lot of friendships from this because there's so many people who have played my project and contacted me and we've made things with the project together or we've just had common interests and it's been really great and that's something I don't really find in some other communities out there and it just feels like everybody has that one thing and we can all relate to it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, a lot of the people come together when they see stuff like this and they want to interact and be a part of it and uh, I think your project has definitely done that for the community. Definitely. So, as you said, you know, you guys, uh, you know, came into a lot of issues and stuff. So, what are some of those things that kind of forced you to make this decision to close it down? So, yeah, basically what happened is a few months ago, something happened with Unity, which is the editor I used to build the project in, um, where it crashed and there was some sort of software issue, and it kind of screwed up my computer in a way and oh. since that day it's like never fully ran as well as it could like i i got this computer a year ago brand new custom built for specifically developing new things mm -hmm. but for some reason unity screwed up and it just kind of broke my computer oh. <laughs> but so since then i haven't even been able to really you know add to the project and develop new updates that's why i've 
had to delay, uh, you know, like version three, I had to delay, I think a month and then version four, I had to delay two months and then it never even got released anyway. So mm -hmm. there was so many problems like that. And then on top of it, you know, we have so many problems with uh, the way we build things because I've never, when I started this project, I never expected to release it. I never expected it to be as big as it was. Like it was just, <laughs> just something I did like randomly one day. I'm like, hmm, I should 3D model the innovation center for fun. Why not? And yeah. I posted it on Facebook and it just kind of grew from there. But the problem with that is at the time I had no knowledge about 3D modeling or like what to actually do and you know about performance rates and like how to manage and handle and balance things in your scene and I kind of like the way I did it is I modeled it within Unity and Unity is not a modeling software it's a engine so it's not meant for that at all so by modeling it in Unity it was hitting a huge performance problem and every little object was getting its own set of physics and like textures and lighting and that just is way too much on the system and that's why uh, a few months ago we actually released a what we call a basic edition which kind of like closed the rendering distance in and is supposed to help performance but that's not a good enough fix we needed to really redo all the models from scratch in an actual proper 3D modeling software like Blender or 3ds Max or anything like that. So that's what we plan to do sometime next year. And that's what I'm already starting on right now is kind of going through each, every, every single model and redoing it the right way. And like, you know, trying to improve what the older models look like and add to the textures of one or two. But mm -hmm. that was basically the main problem. There was a huge performance hit. And that combined with, you know, my computer screwing up and uh, delays with like, you know, we have another developer who um, is Andreas and he does the all the dinosaurs. So he's done the Mosasaur and the Velociraptor and he was actually doing the T-Rex and he did send it to me and I've even shown it a bit on Twitter, but mm -hmm. my computer couldn't even run the model on oh, like God. medium settings. like. And that's, it was just so disappointing. So like, he's done all this work for me and you know, I can't even use it. So I got to work out, uh, I got to kind of fix my computer first. Yeah. And then I can start working on fixing the entire project and redoing it for new. And then from there I can release something new and good and hopefully people <laughs> will enjoy it again. Yeah, you know, computers, they're, they're touchy you know i i do all my show and everything with the computer and if anything happens to that you know it just kind of ruins the whole project in a way and i've had that happen before you know i uh i did a podcast a while back many years ago and the same thing you know i, I sort of uh, ran into a lot of issues with you know how to run the, the the podcast itself and then i ended up abandoning it because you know it, it was the easier thing to do than to continue on and find a new outlet but uh, you seem to at least be trying to do it the right way now. It's definitely something that's hard to do, and uh, especially when you just want to get a project out there. You know, you just kind of want people to view it or you know be a part of it, and especially when people are demanding it. In your case, like this, um, so I think <laughs> I think that's kind of tough. You know, you just want to get something out there. I've I've kind of done this uh, the thing, sort of the same thing. When I when I go back and listen to my earlier episodes, I'm like, man, what was I doing? <laughs> 
So I, yeah. I, I can definitely feel you in that part because uh, you kind of just want to get something out there. But you've definitely learned a lot. Um, what are the kind of things that you've you've learned about this project and, and what to do next? Oh, man, I've learned so much. Like, as I said before, I, I started this project just like one day. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to make a 3D model of the <laughs> yeah. Innovation Center for fun. And, you know, I've had no experience in any of this stuff. I didn't know how to 3D model. I didn't know how to texture That's or crazy. animate or anything. <laughs> and yet I still made this project with a, you know, by teaching myself or uh-huh. with help with uh, friends and family. And it's it's just incredible what I, I can't even believe I've accomplished, you know, what it yeah. is. Because, like, I mean, I even look back at, like, some of the older pictures from, like, last year when I was still, you know, making the park and like how much it's changed over the years. It's just changed so much. And I think that's really the thing I've learned. Like I've learned how to like kind of, well, I've learned how to 3D model for one, which mm-hmm. is really awesome because <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, and that's key for this project. Know. You, you kind of need that ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 3D is in the title, so yeah. it makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's been so fun learning all this stuff and just also getting feedback from the community is so rewarding because you know if you're just doing it for yourself that's one thing but if you're working you know every day for like every month to try to release a new update for your project for your fans and getting their feedback and being like oh maybe next month you can put in the aquatic center or whatever (laughs) like that's really fun to do and it's really rewarding for me yeah i think um when you're doing a project like this you're not charging for it you're just kind of throwing it out there for people to download or you know in my case listen to so people i think tend to understand that you know you're putting in a lot of work behind the scenes you know uh, next to all the other things you have to do in your life so i think that they understand that you know exactly what's going on yeah exactly and as you said like you know all this stuff is free and like i do it and you know the team members at Jurassic world 3d project we do it because it's a fan project made by fans for the fans and Mm -hmm. just to have that like thing to share around and experience like who wouldn't want to go visit Jurassic world and all the locations like i think that's so cool (laughs) yeah that that um, was like what what bit me into this project because that was one of the things i wanted because in the movie we got to see so much but we didn't get to see everything and yeah your project kind of gave everybody the ability to do that to kind of go in and out and go wherever you wanted to even if you know you modeled it like pretty accurately but you know even if people disagreed or or thought it didn't look the way it should have it was still awesome to get in there and explore all these things and see things updated you know monthly or however often you got to them Mm -hmm. yeah no it was definitely it was also really good um talking to another person who's in the community he does a minecraft series on uh he's like building Jurassic world just like what i did in minecraft and it's called mc MC Smithy, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And I've done a few videos with him showing off the project and um, it's just really interesting to see like how much we've both studied the like locations and the map <laughs> of Jurassic World, even though it's just this fictional park and like there's only a few CG and set references out there, but like it's just so rewarding to like kind of go back and forth and be like is the hotel place there or is it like somewhere else or is it this design or like I, yeah. I found that really rewarding 
Yeah, I remember asking you about that the last time we had you on, and uh, I was just like, how did you get these reference points? Because some of them we didn't even see, so you're kind of just making it up on the spot. And then you would go in and you know, introduce something like the... Um, like the old visitor center, which was I thought was really awesome looking. You know that that was really cool. How you, I think you made it look look more like it should have too. You know than the mm-hmm. film actually presented. <laughs> yeah, that was the maybe only disappointing thing of Jurassic Park for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like even things like that, like that took I think I said it that took eight hours for me to build oh, like that, and like it's a ton of fun. And you kind of lose yourself because I always listen to music and stuff all day. Yeah. It, but it's it's definitely time consuming, and, and you you know I still have like a life and a job and <laughs> other things to do in my life. But you know it's all for the fun, and it's always rewarding to see people's feedback. Yeah. So you had kind of teased, you know, that you're you're working on the next version, the next project. So so exactly what is next for you in this project? So yeah, I'll be basically, I'm already doing a little bit now, but I'm going to really kick up like the productivity of it um, leading towards next year. And what I'm doing right now is grabbing each model individually. So I've already started with the Innovation Center, which some of you may have seen on my Twitter. I am mm-hmm. bringing it into a new 3D modeling system that I'm really trying to learn and get the kinks of, but I'm already doing well enough. And I'm rebonding it from scratch. So it will be done the proper way, you know, with the right textures and hopefully look a bit better as well. But the main thing is performance wise, it will be in like the real way that you're supposed to do 3D models. So once all of it's complete, there should be no issues in terms of performance and like everything should run smoothly and it'll also let us get things out a lot quicker once it is done but mm-hmm. it will take a little while i i don't even know what date like i can't even set a date <laughs> no, on it no, when yeah. i could think it would out <laughs> but you know i it 3d Jurassic world 3d project isn't dead it's just kind of on a halt and yeah. you know you guys can always play what's available on the website you know version 3 is still up there and will remain there for like for the future until whenever i release the next bit but like people can still play it so it's not like that's going down anyway but yeah yeah no that's really cool that you you have that available still and you know i highly suggest everybody at least go to you know go to your website and download that just to give it a shot and to see how much work you've put into this project yeah, that's really good because version 0.4, we're actually planning to release that. And they're supposed to include things like the Bamboo Forest um, and Rexy, which is yeah. so sad to see that we couldn't do that. But we will definitely do it in our next version next whenever one. that is. Um, and I actually even did a lot of work on the Aquatic Observer observatory nice. and i never actually got to show that off much at all so i might send in some pictures to you over skype after this and you can nice. show them on screen awesome awesome because people never really got to see that and i really want to show that off but yeah yeah i'm gonna add all that stuff and i'm also gonna try to do a lot more original content from parts of the park we never really got to see even on the website or in the movie like you know, with the bamboo forest, I had to kind of make my own design because 
the most that we see it is it's mentioned on the website with a picture of like bamboo like that's <laughs> yeah. it so i kind of have to like be creative and do my own designs and that's why i've made like i showed a teaser trailer a while ago and it kind of had uh hammond's like a stick with the mosquito and the amber on it mm -hmm. and it was kind of covered with like the dna strands of mr dna and it was encased in glass and like that was okay. gonna be a really cool thing and i've still got that <laughs> and i'm still working on it so i hope you guys enjoy that once that's eventually released yeah so so you said i was actually gonna ask you you know what would be different and you've you're gonna include a lot of the stuff that you didn't release yet um but uh and and the graphics too they're gonna be a little bit better you said Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna try to make them a lot better, especially texture-wise, because we, when we did this project, um, I kind of chose a more cartoony style, mm -hmm. and it does look good. But I've heard a lot of people really do prefer more realistic kind of art styles, and they are harder to pull off. But I feel like I'm at the point where I've kind of gained that experience, where I'm more confident that I can start pulling that stuff off. Mm -hmm. um, and if you guys have seen the Twitter post that I recently did with the new Innovation Center model, it has a lot more realistic textures rather than just a bland color of blue. It's actually like textured <laughs> glass and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that the glass. I, I'm sure that you know glass in general is kind of hard to get right, uh, but that one looked really awesome with the with the brown and the blue against each other. It looked great. Yeah. Oh, it was not fun to uh, texture, <laughs> but. <laughs> Now yeah. you uh, you did have like sort of playable modes like different uh, variations. Uh, is that going to be something that you're you're going to change up, or are you going to do the same type of thing? Oh, absolutely. We're always, we're always going to add in more modes. I mean, since we added the gyrosphere mode where you could ride the gyrosphere in first person, mm -hmm. um, we've always tried to add in more like ways to interact with the world rather than just kind of flying through everything and clipping through everything but <laughs> we what we plan to do which you know never got actually done but we definitely plan to do it in the future is things like um riding the monorail around the park would be oh, really nice. fun um and playing as the dinosaur would be really <laughs> cool like you know stomping through the main street as rexy would be oh, amazing <laughs> um and i've even thought of things like you know once i get enough models like with rexy and blue and uh the indominus rex we can recreate those scenes from the movies and let you like pan around it in you know real time oh wow and view at any angle you want so things like that would be really cool um, and I think the hardest thing that, you know, people have, even in my family, have always suggested you should add people to the park, like, walking around, because it is a theme park, but right now it's kind of, you know, empty, there's no people in it, there's only dinosaurs, which doesn't make much sense. Um, and people are definitely the hardest things to model, and especially animate, but we'll definitely try to do that at one point, and hopefully this will be more of a game rather than just a project that you can kind of view mm -hmm. um, because interactivity is always more fun than just looking at things but yeah <laughs> yeah I, uh, I I thought about that before with the with the humans like you know throughout the park that would be so awesome because uh, I know we've probably talked about it before but roller coaster tycoon was one of my like favorite uh, games growing up and I liked having the interactability with the, the humans you know walking through the park going on the rides and and all that stuff so that that would be a really cool aspect but I'm sure it's so tough to 
you have to model each one of them and have them almost be unique. You know, I'm sure you can replicate a bunch of them, but you know, something like that is got to be a lot of work. Yeah, and especially for a person like me, you know, I may be half decent at modeling and texturing and animating, but I know like nearly nothing about programming at all and that <laughs> requires a lot of complex programming like about ui systems and like all this stuff and i i'm that's just way beyond me and i know a few people and they can certainly help me but i can't do it myself but we'll we'll see what happens um but yeah i think it'll be really fun to add those type of features in the future and i know a lot of people have been wanting those type of features so i definitely want to imp implement them at one point yeah you know i'm really excited because at the same time one one thing is dying but you're definitely bringing something new something better you know to the table in in the years to come and as of right now you know that you have no rush you know you guys can take your time do this because you have no uh the film's you know not coming out for another few years so the hype can build and you can uh, eventually get to it but uh who knows do you guys have any plans for anything to come for the next film? Any kind of ideas? Obviously, we don't know anything about it, but do you have any, uh, you know, intentions to kind of replicate anything from that film once it debuts? Oh yeah, absolutely. We were, we were always our plan always was once we kind of start seeing you know the first screenshots and trailers of the next film, wherever those locations are, hopefully they're iconic. I mean, they're <laughs> supposed to be they're supposed to be filming on the uh hawaii again yeah which is really good because i'm really excited about that and i wonder where that's going to go i'm hoping like crossing my fingers that we'll see the innovation center all in ruins just like jurassic park was but yeah that'd be really cool but um anyway i was always planning to do the same jurassic world 3d project thing for jurassic world 2 or uh -huh. whatever it'll be called so kind of recreating all the scenes and things like that from the movie and letting people explore it again. Yeah. The problem with the next movie is I don't think it'll take place only in one location like Jurassic World was. So it's going to be yeah. a lot more difficult, you know, if if there's <laughs> things like Pteranodons attacking people in London and then going to Isla Nublar, it's like, how do I balance that? But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we, we have no clue. And, and as far as everything we've heard, it might be, you know, kind of like a worldwide film. So you might have to be creating, you know, all kinds of different settings for your <laughs> park there. You have, you, have a, you have to split them up into different islands. You'll have, you know, Nublar, then you'll have uh, London and a few other places, depending on where they go. That would be <laughs> that would be awesome. But, you know, hopefully not too much work for you guys. Yeah, no, that, that'll definitely be fun. But gonna be a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll start start uh you know simply continue what you guys are doing um i think it shows a lot of compassion for the series you know you guys are willing to put in so much time and effort into jurassic content for others to enjoy really you know like you said it started off for you but now everybody wants to see it and uh it's something that people are really into so so you know thank you from from myself and the community for for doing this yeah, no, thank you everyone who's ever even heard of Jurassic World 3D Project. Like, I've, I never thought that it would, I would ever release it, let alone it being so well-received in the community. And I'm so thankful, you know, to all the people who have shown it off in videos and, you know, done interviews with me. Like, I never thought that would even happen either. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's just, it's incredible to see. And I'm so humbled and thank thankful that you know people enjoy my work and 
I'm so thankful to all the developers along the way who have also helped us along the way. So it's really awesome and just thank you so much and be patient. You will get Jurassic World nice. again. <laughs> well, we're here whenever you guys have any updates for the for the community and uh, you want to let people know. Um, but for now, where can people find you and your status updates for the future? So you guys can find me on Twitter at Atomic Pang. Um, and you can find me on YouTube at Gaming on the Radar. Awesome. Well, everybody, go check out his project. And like he said, download it because it's still available. It's still something that's really fun to uh, take a look at. But thank you again, Michael, for coming on, and I'm sure we'll hear from you soon. Thank you so much. audio segment, I've got the audio from a completed Mattel video project. Take a listen as myself and many others in the community give our congratulations and talk about what we love about the Jurassic toy line. Take a listen. Hey, this is Brad Jost, host of the Jurassic Park podcast, and I just wanted to take one second to congratulate Mattel on the pickup of the Jurassic Park toy line. I am super excited that you guys get the chance to do this. And uh, as you can see, I'm a big fan of the Jurassic Park toys. I've been collecting them for a long time now, and I will certainly be doing it in the future. So I am just really excited to see what you guys produce. I know you guys are going to do great things. And I think I have a few people that might agree with me. My name is Baptiste, and well, I really wanted to congratulate you for getting the Jurassic license. Now we want die-cast, playset, dinosaurs, humans, everything you can make from the movies because we waited too long for that. Hey Mattel, congratulations on getting the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World toy line. That old franchise inspired me to uh, grow up to be a VFX artist, uh, so I really have a love for those old toys. Uh, my collection's not here with me because I move around a lot for work, but you can see the photos of that here. And I do have my favorite T-Rex from when I was a kid, uh, so I hope you guys will have it in your hearts to possibly uh, keep up with the spirit of the old Kenner toy line and, uh, you know, maybe keep with the scale between those toys. Uh, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, thanks a lot, and congratulations again, guys. Have a good one. Hi, Mattel. Um, first, I want to congratulate you on acquiring the license to the greatest franchise in movie history, Jurassic Park. And in the past, the toy line has consisted of dinosaurs, and more dinosaurs, and even some vehicles, and some figures. But who are we missing? The lead of Jurassic World. There is no clear figure. I mean got this, but two Owens? Please, Mattel, please make me a clear figure. That would be the best thing, and I really am asking you to do that. Thank you so much. Congratulations, Mattel, on getting that Jurassic Park license. Jay Jurassic here, big time collector of everything Jurassic Park, and of course, the toys. Now, I love to see these toys go back to having amazing, highly detailed sculpts. That rubber skin, having scale size. Big T-Rex, small T-Rex. Small dinosaurs, big dinosaurs. They go in scale with human figures for the dinosaurs to eat and chase. 
having also great vehicles for the dinosaurs to chase and destroy. Also, amazing plant eaters with dino damage that you can replace and put back, not permanent. And I love to see these dinosaurs go back to the old glory to show the brand Jurassic Park where it used to be and where it always should be to be the brand for dinosaur toys. Mattel, uh, congratulations, and uh, some advice. Uh, uh, Pat uh, slept in a plastic lunchbox, and uh, now, now you're selling it. You're selling it. Hi, I'm Christoph from Belgium. Welcome to my Jurassic Park room. I've been collecting Jurassic Park since the first movie came out in 1993, and as you can see, I've built up quite a collection since. I want to congratulate Mattel with the acquisition of the Jurassic Park license. I really hope you guys are going to bring us a really nice storyline, uh, inspired by the new movies but also by the legacy movies. I really hope I can add a lot more stuff in this little tiny room in the future. Thank you, bye. Hey Mattel, congratulations on your acquisition of the Jurassic Park toy license. This is Victoria, director of the upcoming documentary Jurassic Toy, The Impact of Kenner's Jurassic Park Line. We're all very excited for what you have in store and are looking forward to some detailed quality toys in the spirit of our classic Kenner dinosaurs to add to our collections. Hi Mattel, this is James from Jurassic Unicast. Um... I'd like to say good luck with the project. You can't do much worse than uh, some companies have done. Um, just please, no screw holes and limit the plastic, please. Let's have some old school Kenner style um, rubbery, you know, stuff that we can appreciate a bit more. And. Uh, you might get more adult buyers. Alright? Hi there, my name's Adam and I'd like to congratulate Mattel on finally getting the Jurassic Park license. As we can see here, here's the box. What contains in it is my prize collection. It has taken many years to collect this thing. And it has not been easy. I only wish that Mattel, you could make toys the as great as these amazing beasts of a collection. One can only dream. Hey everyone, it's Native Vader and I'd just like to say congratulations to Mattel for gaining the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World license. I'm hoping they do some fantastic things, perhaps a lot better than what Hasbro have been doing. I'd like to see less of this and perhaps a bit more stuff like this. Lay down. And instead of vehicle packs like this, we see more of this. Lay down. So I'd just like to say once again, congratulations, Mattel. I hope you do a really good job. Okay, bye. <laughs> Woo! Explosions! 
see, this is the exact type of response Aaron Beyer and I were looking for. You know, so many people lended their hand to this project, and I really think it came out great. But the thing is, you need to check out the video itself on our website or YouTube page. There's some really cool aspects in there you won't want to miss. And of course, we'll be sharing it around everywhere and hoping that Mattel hears our praises. Make sure to share it on all your social media pages, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, all that, everywhere you can. And we hope you enjoy it. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 64th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thanks, of course, go to Michael Pierce for joining me to discuss the transition of his wonderful Jurassic World 3D project. While it is sad to see the current incarnation on hold, I'm certainly glad to see them teaming up together to give this project new life in the future. Don't forget to reach out and express your thoughts to him and the project. Also, a big thanks to Aaron Beyer. After weeks of getting this project up and running, he's put out a great video for us, so make sure to head to our website, check out the congratulations video for Mattel. Many members of the community have participated, so thank you all very much for sending in your videos. It's greatly appreciated by Aaron and myself. Now, go watch it. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast, and our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, top fives, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit the questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, Life 